0: We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought
2: to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions North America wide.
0: Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chen. Here it is, 1235 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now, where guests receive guest certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal's an occasion. At Roos Chris Steakhouse, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. As we go to our Oilers now headliner, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W I L H A U K today. Pleased to welcome back to the show from NHL Hockey and Rogers, our regular contributor on Fridays for the River Cree Resort and Casino. Elliot Friedman.
2: Hello, Elliot. How are you? Bob, congratulations on your 31 Thoughts podcast debut today. I made it into the show? Yes, we played uh, you and Jack Michaels uh, from Connor McDavid's 500th point the other night. Oh, oh okay. Well,
0: th- thank you very
2: much. I, I I resisted for as long as I could. Finally, you broke down my defenses.
0: Uh, we can make a crack about resistance, but <laughs> we might we might be getting texts from people that think we're talking about something else. So, uh, uh, for God's sake, don't always make it about politics, man. It's not. A, it was a joke. Relax. Come on, man. Get us a vaccine. Anyhow, I digress. Uh Hey, uh, a, a couple things. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I don't know if you got radioed, but I had somebody from Buffalo yesterday text me about Jack Eichel, and then apparently you're on uh, radio Calgary today too. So let's start with the flames uh you yeah. did a hit on the calgary station on 960 down there and they've got some good hosts down there but uh bottom line uh, what exactly sort of was there an inference or a comment you said just about matthew kachuk a guy who uh we think backlund has been the guy over the last say seven or eight years has been really good against the Oilers, but the guy that's sort of the guy that drags his team into the fight and maybe sometimes when they don't want to be dragged into a fight has been matthew kachuk what do you is there anything going on in there at all you know well, what we talked about this morning is, um, you know, the comment
2: was made that Matthew Kachuk doesn't look like he's trying. And I don't like that. I, I don't agree with that. I, it's just not the way him and his family are wired. Um, but I, I do think that Kachuk, something has been off there since that meeting. Um, you know, they, they had a game a few weeks ago where they lost to Toronto at the end of the game. Muzzin flicked the pocket at Kachuk and he was very angry about it. And I don't think he was mad that Muzzin flicked the puck at him. I just think that he was mad that nobody came with him into the skirmish. And then they went on a Thursday night to Montreal, and they lost, and they had a team meeting on the Friday. And I think he brought that up. And from what I understand, some of the other players said, it just can't be like that every night. Like, that was a stretch where Kachuk was, you know, every night um, he was – he was up to something, and I, I think what has happened is it's got him kind of second guessing. You know, when is it okay and when is it not okay? And if you watch that team coming into your game, your your weekend series, they just played four games against the Canucks, where they didn't look very good. Um, you know, they you know they they won a couple games, but they 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 weren't very good, and they really weren't very good on. On Wednesday, and the thing about that game Wednesday, and you guys were playing at the same time, so I don't know how much you you got to see it, um, Markstrom you know flew himself at the Canucks a couple times. and I think he was doing that to say, guys like, where are we here?" Like do I have to fire up our team by by doing this? So I just think ever since that meeting, uh I think Kachak's been I don't know, disappointed is the right word, confused is the right word, um, upset is the right word. It's something. Like he's off. And I just took I just disagreed with the idea that he wasn't trying. I don't think he's wired that way. But I do think that since that meeting the the, the kind of whole setup between him and the rest of the group has been a little bit off.
0: You know, it's funny, Elliot. Uh, the, the second, se- the, the first sequence with Zach Cassian occurred during the 18-19 season. And yep. Milan, Milan Lucic was an older player at that time. And at the end of that game, after Kachuk basically, you know, Edmonton fans will say turtled. Uh, in 1819, it was Tom McClellan's second last, uh, game. At the end of that game, the owners are down 3-2, and Kachuk kind of went after, uh, McDavid a little bit. And Lucic mm-hmm. was choked, you know, got his thumb on his throat and kind of like, mm-hmm. and then you could see him say something to the Flames bench as he skated by him. Then last year, we had all the excitement. The Battle of Alberta was back, obviously, with uh, Kachuk ran uh, Cassian twice in the same game, and Zach went back at mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. I knew he was going to not only take the fight with Cassian back at Edmonton when he had the chance, but he would be the, because I could he, sometimes you just get a sense of, you know what I mean? Like, you have to be accountable to your teammates as well, and they mm-hmm. don't always want to have to be, and he's a big enough guy, and sometimes you just got to take a, you know, you might have to lose one once in a while. That's just comes, mm-hmm. if you're going to play that way. And so it's mm-hmm. interesting what you're saying here, because I, I looked at the the productivity is a little bit off for him. He's still a very yeah, good had, player. He
2: had no points in the four Games against Vancouver,
0: right? So that's a lot off for him. Yeah. Uh, he's and the thing a, a, too is that Calgary is yep. really struggling.
2: Like they, they let their their energy isn't there, and they in a lot in some ways they let Vancouver off the mat. Like you know they could have put Vancouver out of the playoffs in that series. They really could have and made it a three team race for two spots. You guys, Winnipeg, and them. But you know it's still the math isn't great for Vancouver, but they didn't you know put them away like they could have.
0: Yeah, Markstrom's played great for them. Like he's been oh, yeah. really good. He's been, good. He's been mm-hmm. and Tannehva's been good too. And you can't tell me Vancouver hasn't missed Markstrom and Tannehva, And it makes you wonder a bit how much they cleaned up the mess that was, you know, sometimes occurred in those games the last couple of years in Vancouver. All right, Jack Eichel, because I, I had a <laughs> I had a couple of guys reach out yesterday. Yeah. Uh, did you get radioed or, or what's going on there if Jack Eichel?
2: I don't know if I got radioed like I don't think I said anything I haven't said before. Um, look, uh, I, I go on the Instigators every uh, Thursday. It's a great show. Uh, Andrew Peters and Craig Reve and sometimes Marty Barron is there. They're, I mean, it's a really good radio show. It's one of my favorite. It's my second favorite one I go on every week, Bob. And uh, I'm glad you and, think that
0: highly of the Calgary show.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> Calgary definitely not number one. I'll say that much. Um, but Um, you know, they asked me, could you ever see they said could you ever see the Sabres trading Jack Eichel? And I said yes. And we talked about last summer and you know, I think they had some offers for Eichel. I know they had some offers for Eichel. And Eichel was frustrated and I don't think I don't believe he ever asked for a trade, as far as I know, but they knew he was frustrated. And the Sabres kind of looked at the landscape and the offers and they just said, you know what, we're, we're not ready to do this right now. Well, look, like they're struggling. You can see the frustration on the players. They w- just went through a very hard situation with COVID um, you know, I don't know if you've seen the story today, Bob, but I did. There's a really, good, yeah, the good finish reporter, Sammy Hoffman you know, talking about Rasmus Ristolainen, and, and yesterday the Sabers did say that it was going to be a bit of time for him. And um, you know, I, I just think it's been a hard year in Buffalo. And you know, they, 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 they since they came back, they're zero three. They lost twice to the Islanders, and now they lost to Washington last night. And. Uh, you know, like, so when they said, can you ever see them trading Eichel? My answer was yes. Uh, simply because, you know, if, if Eichel's frustrated, it may come to that. But, I mean, Buffalo's an intense town. They love their Sabres, yep. they're great fans. And, you know, in this day and age, you just have to be prepared for anything you say. You never know what is going to you never know what's going to go. Like, Bob, I've had days where I, where I write and say something, and I'm like, this is going to be a firestorm, and nothing happens. And you have other days where you're like, ah, this is a nothing burger, and it's crazy town. So you just have to be prepared for anything. I don't think I said anything that was a surprise or that I haven't said before.
0: It's just the heat is on there, and so it picks up. They have played 13 games. They have mm-hmm. 16 even-strength goals. Curtis Lazar and Tobias Ryder, uh, Tobias Ryder have they lead the team with three even strength goals each. Here's the stat du jour. Jack Eichel one even strength goal. Taylor Hall has not scored an even strength goal this season. Okay, and now I got now I got to look down here. I got to find the guy. Uh, Jeff Skinner hasn't scored a goal this season. And Kyle Oposo has not scored a goal this season. That is $33 million worth of players. They're 13 games in on the season, and they have a combined total of one even strength goal. I don't even know how that happened, because those, you know what, specifically with Eichel and Hall, you know, maybe a little bit hit and miss, uh, with Skinner. Iclan Hall are good players. Like how are they not better five E five? Have you heard anything at all as to what's going on? Like, is it just like is it just one of those things? What do you think's going on, Elliot? I don't
2: know. I, like I don't know. I, it's just I mean, the Sabres they've tried everything. They they really have. I I, I like honestly, I, I Bob, I don't have a good answer for you. I think they've they've tried a lot of different things. Um mm-hmm. You I know, I mean I, I like their moves in the off season. I like getting Eric Stall. Um, you know, I I don't know. I, I honestly Bob, I, I'm supposed to be this person who has answers for everything. I'm I'm out of it I, I'm out of answers when it comes to the Sabres. They've tried so many different things and none of them work. I I really don't know what to say about it.
0: We're joined by Elliot Friedman for the River Cree Resort Casino. Bob Stauffer with you on Oilers Now. Elliot, is Nashville a potential player here? Uh, In the trade market? In the trade market, yes.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they lost again last night. Uh, We got beat by Columbus in regulation. The math isn't good for them either because they've played a lot of games. Um, And and that division is, I think, a lot tougher than we expected. Uh, Chicago has been much better than we thought. And I think Florida has been much better than we thought. And they already had some really good teams. Lightning, Dallas. I I like Carolina a lot. I'm not crazy about their goaltending, but I think they're a really good team. Um, You know, it's, it's a real challenge. And, uh, uh, I, I think that Nashville's kind of looking up. They've played a lot of games, and I, I think they're looking at it like the the core, of the group that got them to the Cup final in 2017. It's it's kind of run its course a bit there, and I think they're going to try some things. I they have a lot. Of, they have a, a number of decent players on short term deals there. Like they have, um, you know, Grandland is on a one year deal. Hall is on a one year deal, though he hasn't played great. Um, Nick Cousins on a two-year deal, not a lot of money Brad Richardson, who I forgot to mention, good Center like Depth Center on a one-year deal, and the guy I forgot to mention was at home, you know They have an expansion problem there. Like, as you know, if you protect three defensemen, you can protect seven forwards. If you want to protect four defensemen, you can only protect four forwards. And they're going to protect Yossi. They're going to protect Ellis. And they're going to protect Dante Fabro. They also have a prospect there, David Ference, who's having a really good year. I think he's got like fourteen points in six games. Yep. So I think they're going to try to put, um, Ackholm out there and see what they can get. And at one year at three point seven five remaining, I think they can do it pretty well. Ackholm's a pretty highly
0: respected and talented player. The only player and the Ference kid—I think he's a defense. You mentioned he's a defenseman. He's—he's only played the six games. He's the only player in the NCAA right now that's got a higher points per game average than uh, Dylan Holloway, the Oilers' pick. That's with Wisconsin. It always comes back to the Oilers, eh, Bob. Well, the show is called Oilers now, Elliot. So I, <laughs> when I. <laughs> uh, Anyhow, look. uh Speaking of the Oilers, and, and yeah. I, I know in 31 thoughts, you referenced uh, the numbers and the analytics. It's not lost on you. Uh, Dave Tippett has talked about the fact that uh, Connor McDavid is just a chance machine this year. LA, yeah. He's actually been snake bit here over the last five games. Like he's due to break out. Uh, Austin Matthews is having a wonderful season. Obviously, Mitch Marner is right there as well. I don't know how much those guys play together because I don't watch all the Leafs games, but it seems they, to they me play like,
2: together. They play together.
0: Yeah. They play a lot yeah, together, play. and you know that yeah. Leon and Connor is split up right now. Uh, but you know, I, I asked Jack Michaels this question in the last segment: um, Is 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 Matthews right there with McDavid in your opinion, or is there a slight? Because Connor's here's the crazy part about LED: he's got thirty-two points. He could easily have 40 or 45 right now. That's how good he's
2: been. I I wrote about it. His numbers are lower than normal. His underlying numbers, you know, the the shooting percentage when he's on the ice is on pace to be uh, the lowest of his career by a large margin, over a point. Um, And the percentage of goals scored when McDavid's on the ice uh, versus the rest of the others are on the ice, it's always been about... Five to seven, maybe more percentage points higher for McDavid. I figured this out after the Jets game last week that you guys won in Winnipeg. Um, It's closer than ever. So his underlying numbers indicate what you're saying, Bob, is that he's been unlucky. Look, I think McDavid is unique. Okay? I think he is the biggest nuclear weapon in the National Hockey League. However, is going to be a popular take in Edmonton. I can already tell. If if Matthews scores 50 this year and the Maple Leafs win the Canadian division, Bob, He's, can you see who else is going to win the Hart Trophy?
0: Yeah. Well, what if McDavid gets to 100 points and Matthews is in the 80s? I, I
2: think if it's 50 goals in 56 games, Bob, it's not going to matter. That's my personal opinion. Now, I'll tell you something else. I had this conversation a couple times this week. Is that a lot of the media that votes on awards is based in Canada. I think the U.S. teams are concerned that the voting is going to be heavily skewed towards the Canadian division.
0: Well... It happens, right? Yeah. Still, you know, sounds like, uh, yeah, you're just kicking out a little bit in and there. Hey, that's a that's a distinct possibility. Yeah, that's a distinct possibility. I mean, it it is what it is. I'm not gonna like right now. Austin Matthews shoots the puck better than anybody in the league. Like, there's mm-hmm. that that release is just off the charts, and so. McDavid does it a little bit differently. We'll see. I think he's due for a, a three-game stretch where he gets 12 points. Like, I think it's inevitable that it's going to happen. During the oh, close I,
2: like, the, like I said, the numbers are lower. It's not like he's playing badly. Uh, it's just that the numbers are lower than we're used to. He's been – I think you said it right. I think he's been
0: unluckier than we're used to from him. Um, yeah. It's going to be you know, interesting. That's it. It's going to be interesting to watch. Elliot, we love having you on the show. show. Thank you for joining us again. And we'll look up next Friday.
2: All right, Bob. Have a great week, okay? Enjoy the games this weekend.
0: You bet. That is Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers for the River Creek Resort and Casino. When we come back, we'll get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing. And we'll also go into the Oilers Now Injury Report, which is brought to you daily by James H. Brown. You're listening to Oilers Now. Hi, I'm James Neal from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer on 6.30, Chet, James Neal is back in the lineup for the Edmonton Oilers tonight. Kyle Turris comes out. It is currently 12.54 at Edmonton. Just before uh, we get to NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing, this text comes in on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, you should have asked Elliot if he's going to start organizing the Stanley Cup Parade in Toronto yet. Well, just think, if the Leafs ever do win a Stanley Cup again, they'd actually have film that's in color. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, Sunny in Vancouver says, Bob, why does it matter? Usually the awards are skewed to the east. Nugent Hopkins should have won the Calder. Thanks from Sunny in Vancouver. Uh, Nugent Hopkins played 62 games that year. Lana who's in Colorado same time zone as Alberta uh played 82 they both finished with the same amount of points and I some people suggested to me that was the theory as to you know because Lana played a full season that's why he got it Oilers GM says Bob, there was a report yesterday that Taylor Hall wants to talk contract extension with the Sabres. I was uh, baffled by that. He said on different occasions he wants to win. What has uh, Buffalo done to indicate that to him to make it possible? I was just surprised by that. Not from Oilers Yeah, Well, that appeared on TSN yesterday with their insiders. I can't remember if it was LeBron or Drager that reported that. Uh, hey, it's uh, preliminary discussions. We'll see where it all ultimately goes as we go to NHL today for elite promotional marketing, company branded apparel, products and awards. All created in-house. Shop
1: local at marketing.com. Back at the 6.30 Chit Studios, Brendan Escott. Just three other games around the league tonight uh, with Carolina home to Chicago, Detroit entertaining the Panthers. Vancouver is hosting Winnipeg in the nightcap out west. Flyers and Bruins will play that outdoor game at Lake Tahoe on Sunday afternoon under an absolutely beautiful setting. If you've had the chance to see it on social media. The Flyers, though, will be missing several key players including Captain Claude Giroux, Travis Konechny and Jacob Voracek. They all remain in COVID protocol. Bakersfield Condors get the San Diego Gulls tonight on home ice in search of their first win of the year. They uh, have another game uh, coming up this weekend as well. And then the AJHL, Bob, has approval finally from the provincial government to host uh, a truncated 2021 season. Teams currently uh, Self-isolating ahead of an early March start to training camp. Play will also begin in early March and run on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays through the end of May. Teams will be using private PCR testing on a weekly basis, and those are the same tests that were used in the NHL's playoff bubble and the World Junior bubble here in Edmonton as well. So, honestly, I was not sure nor confident uh, that uh, that was going to get off the ground, and then the news came through today.
0: Yeah, I uh, should mention that Edmonton Oil can start their uh, trunk regular season next friday they have a home and home with the lethbridge hurricane the oil kings uh, would be one of the prohibitive favorites this year in the whl they got a good team to the orders now injury report brought to you by james h brown injury lawyers alberta's precedent setting injury lawyers here's brendan
1: Okay, uh, Ethan Bear, William Laguson both uh, out tonight, remaining day to day on the uh, well on the injured reserves. Zach Cassian is on the long term injured reserve still. Calgary, we mentioned it, uh, been short Derek Ryan since uh, February 4th. He's working his way back from a broken finger. From elsewhere around the league, Senators defenseman uh, Tomas Shabbat, day to day right now with an upper body injury. He's already dealt with a lower body issue this season. And Sharks defenseman Eric Carlson, uh, he's been dinged up a little bit lower body. Body injury as well and he will now miss at least the next two games he did not go with the team to st louis
0: edmonton and calgary tonight at the saddle dome back at rogers place tomorrow night should be a beauty we have flames general manager brad tree living at uh, 105 after a global news weather traffic update eileen bell oilers now with bob
1: Stoffer weekdays at noon on oilers radio 6 30 chad